Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah. How's it going? Um, let's see, let's see. Any updates, any life stuff um, between this episode and last? Um, I got some food. <laughs> um, yes, I finally tried uh, Flautas. Um, it's from the same restaurant where I got the uh, pizza barilla. Um, so I just added that. And it was so good. Like, and, and what I guess what a flat is, I'm probably not giving them proper justice. But, like, essentially it's like a, like a taco, but they fried it. And it's so much better. Just, oh my gosh, it was amazing. Um, I had three flavored ones, like three different ones. Um, I had one chicken, one shrimp, one fish. All good. Definitely recommend. Gonna have again. Um... Other than that, though, nothing too crazy. Um, you know, we're just rocking in the free world. Um, I got some uh, news for you. Um, so let's get going. Uh, from USA Today, um, got Pentagon... Um, let's find that back. Uh, Pentagon to deploy 3,000 troops to Europe as tensions spike with Russia over Ukraine. Um, now, I haven't really gotten... I kind of took like a week or so off of the Ukraine-Russia talk... Just because it's like, I mean, I, I love brinksmanship as much as, you know, the next historian guy, whoever. But, like, I don't know. Like, we're not doing anything. Like, nothing is really happening. We're talking about sanctions with, with Russia. Russia is, like, saying, okay, but we want you to stop interacting, you know, with Ukraine about NATO. Just lay off. Like, let's stop this. You know, they also have some other demands that they have that are really ironclad for them. Um, and we're like, okay, red. Um, but essentially I, I want to kind of cover when we kind of do something or something big happens in general, you know, if Russia does make a move, um, what was it last week? I want to say there was like a false flag situation that potentially was going to pop off, but it didn't. So that's why I didn't really want to report it. Like U S you know, intelligence that kind of reported, Hey, there's a chance that they're going to try to potentially say that, you know, something is happening in Ukraine against Russian people and they need to interact or there's been an attack against Russians and stuff like that. Like, so they were trying to say that the Russians are stirring up shit and Russia's like, well, there's no proof of that. We're not doing that, you know, and nothing's happened. Uh, I will say though, something I haven't really updated on outside of this, which I'm getting into now. Um, Russia has sent in more troops, I believe than the hundred thousand, uh, like around Belarus and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's definitely things happening. Breachmanship is increasing, but it is definitely nothing has happened to the point of no one's pulling the trigger. So that's good, you know, and hopefully it stays that way. I think people still are of of the mind and that that's not going to happen, that, you know, that we're not going to have a full-scale war that Russia isn't going to invade. But um, all the same, we have sent 3,000 troops to Germany, Poland, Romania, Um also, that's on top of 8,500 uh, 8, troops that are placed on a heightened alert. So, um, you know, those are people who are already on standby. So, I mean, it's it's a number that is rising. Um, but still, it's, it's very hands-off. You know, essentially, they're sent to NATO places to protect NATO things. Uh, Russia, or Ukraine, you know, is not a part of NATO. Um, and, I mean, I don't know. It, it, this All this kind of stuff, this, this back and forth, it, it 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 can be hard to kind of parse, especially when we're talking about, you know, 
how you feel about one side or the other of things. I mean, I think if you're, um, you know, pro, you know, Western thoughts and feelings, then you understand why we want to press the situation, why we want to defend Ukraine. Um, if you're the type of person who's like, hey, I really wish we were just hands off and it doesn't seem like Ukraine necessarily wants us to put the screws up. But in, in that situation, it is kind of hard because I do believe that Ukraine doesn't want to go back to Russia. Um, you know, I mean, maybe there are parts that, that do, but I think the majority seems to want to just be independent. It's not necessarily about being a part of NATO. They just don't want to be under anyone's thumb. Um, but I mean, it's it's a quagmire of a situation, that's for sure. Um, I don't think that there's just one line that you can take that's going to solve the whole situation. Um, I think there are definitely multiple interests at, at play here. I think there's people who are just like, well, then why doesn't just Putin just send the troops home? Just, like, back off. Um, it's because, you know, he has, you know, interests and designs that he wants to see through. And, you know, and also, too, I think on our end, too, why are we pushing troops out? Why are we doing things? Like, why are we escalating? It's kind of one of those because we can situations. We have the budget. You know, we have the military. Like, why aren't we using it? So I think it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um... But, you know, of course, we'll keep you posted, um, you know, on things that mature, matriculate. You know, I don't want to like, like I said, I don't want to overdo it, but definitely want to, you know, talk about it when it seems appropriate to. Um, but, yeah, let's see. We also have some more international stuff, uh, some more news in Syria. Um, got this from Reuters, but then I also back up with a profile that I got from Al Jazeera. Um, let's see. I got the full name here. Um, but, oh, let me start with the title. Um, but at least for this part, um, ISIS leader Kurashi, Kurashi, I'm not pronouncing that right, sorry, forgive me, uh, kills himself uh, during Syria raid, U.S. says. Um, and I'm going to emphasize this title uh, because it's kind of a pro uh, prolific thing I've heard when this story gets told. U.S. says... Or, you know, Joe Biden says, you know, um, because I feel like that part is very important in this in this story. Uh, but essentially, um, an Islamist uh, state uh, terrorist, yeah, I feel like that, that's, that's a safe part to say. Because he's definitely, you know, some people are saying like, well, hey, Americans are just kind of throwing up names here and then just kind of blowing them up and saying, hey, you know, we did something today. And I do think that is true. But it definitely, this guy does have credentials you know, in terms of, you know, his ISIS activity and being a leader in ISIS. Um, but essentially, he blew himself up, the U.S. says, Joe Biden says. Um, he was in, a, I believe, it was a three-story building, and essentially there was fighting on the ground. Um, the, um, the U.S. presence was made known. Hey, you know, they wanted to get him, bring him out. This is a coordinated raid. Um, but essentially, in the conflict, the combat, um... Kawashi straps himself up with a vest and blows himself up. So blows up the whole floor, um, kills his two wife and children. I believe a grand total was 10 people were killed, um, all of which are being put on um, ISIS, as you know, and then and this man as well, um, saying that they were the people who committed the murders, not the U.S. Um, there was a drone that targeted um, Kawashi, and, um, I mean, it's not said that the drone did any firing or any combat, but, you know, 
they're saying that more or less the explosion was just from the vest and that was most of the damage. Um, essentially, this was a man who kind of replaced another leader. Uh, let's see if I have the name of that man. Um, Abu Bakir al-Baghdadi. Um, so another man who also blew himself up in a uh, U.S. operation in Syria. So he was the man who kind of took the mantle from that man. Um, and essentially, we got this guy. We, we, we did that. And I, and I think this, as well as the troop deployment, um, is something that Biden's kind of doing as a little bit of a good PR, a little bit of a good uh, boost. Um, he has a bit of low ratings. You know, people aren't feeling Joe Biden right now. Um, we are definitely not getting taken out to dinner. We are definitely not getting our loans canceled. So it's, it's, it's kind of shitty over here. Um, also something that I didn't really talk about that I kind of missed, um, Joe Biden is also in the midst of trying to get a new Supreme Court justice. Um, one of the Democratic leaning Supreme, Supreme, Supreme Court justices, um, is retiring, I didn't really cover it. I thought it was going to be a little bit bigger, but because it's kind of a dry swap, like we're not replacing a Republican Supreme Court justice. So it's kind of like, all right, whatever. The, the numbers are still the same. So I, I didn't really touch it. But, um, you know, once he actually gets a name and, you know, we start going deeper in the process, I will. But essentially all of this kind of stuff, these are all things where it's like, hey, promises made, promises kept, right? <laughs> but um, really, at least in terms of the situation with the raid in Syria, this is more or less just kind of war shit. Like, hey, we know we left Afghanistan in a bad way, but we are still showing a presence. We are still doing things. Um, you know, we are still fighting the good fight on the war on terrorism, if you will. I guess. Um, that being said, like I said, this guy is definitely a bad guy. You know, his credentials are definitely match up as someone who is a terrorist. Um, you know, it is sad, too, because there's definitely people who are, you know, affected and into this who are just bystanders like the people on the first floor of the building were just a family living there they weren't people who are affiliated with isis whatsoever and that was a known thing before the raid so i mean you know it is what it is you know we're gonna do what we do um in quote-unquote securing the country but um got some other news i wish this was levity but it is not um got this from the ap but uh morocco's king says boy five years old uh, trapped, uh, deep in well has died. Uh, essentially this is a story that developed, uh, I want to say I caught it Saturday, heard about it, uh, you know, today, at least in terms of, like, the wrap-up. But, a uh, boy, I believe his name was Rayon. Um, he fell into a well in Morocco. Um, and I guess the situation in the well was very deep, but it's a very narrow well. It's not, like, something that, like, you can just, like, throw a rope down and potentially pull him up or whatever, or just get someone down there to pull him up. Like it was, it was the size of more or less him and he fell in. Um, and essentially he wasn't able to get out. Um, they tried to give him, he was down there for four nights, which is really sad. And, and especially in Morocco, just with the cold temperatures overnight, it was really bad. Um, essentially though, they tried to give him oxygen. They tried to give him like water, food, they weren't sure if he was able to intake it, though. Um, they couldn't necessarily, like, blow through or do anything to get the well, like, and make more room. So I think they had to go along the side, because this isn't a mountainous area. They had to go alongside another mountain or, like, hill um, adjacent to the well and dig through there. 
um, and dig carefully because they didn't want to like cause any kind of avalanche or any kind of like you know movement that would make things worse or whatever. So by the time they were able to get him out, they thought maybe he might be okay, but he did pass away. Um, so our condolences to the family. Um, but um, this that was something that popped up, and I was like, damn, you know, it, it's one of those things. Like, I mean. That's kind of like, I don't want to say it's a tale as old as time, but I remember being a kid, even hearing like stories like that, you know, about like a kid being stuck in a well or, you know, falling into a sewer thing or something like that. And it's like, locally, that usually makes news. But, you know, just hearing something like this, it definitely did catch worldwide, um, you know, traction. Um, and the King of Morocco also sended, sent his condolences to the family as well. Um, and they got, let's see, got a story on like, I want to say a story and a half. If you want to bear with me here. Uh, while I while I take a little break, <laughs> that's my George Bush laugh, by the way. Oh, good. Ooh, thank you for bearing with me. I need to get like music for that. Maybe that'd be nice. Nice little like mood music for those moments. Um, let's see. More from the USA Today. Which also, guys, uh, fun fact, a little behind the scenes here, a little inside baseball. I dislike interacting with the USA Today because, like, they always give you a bunch of weird ads and stuff. And that bogs down my shitty little laptop. And it's like, cool, let's crash this whole operation. <laughs> let's let's do that. That's fun. Um, luckily, we're good. We're good today. Um, but let's see. Title here. Ex-Dolphin coach Brian Flores sues NFL, alleging racism in hiring processes, or hiring practices. Um, honestly, I mean, if you've, you know, as long as you've been living in the free rock and roll, you know that this is not really a surprise. Um, I did learn a little bit, though, from this whole situation, um, like the Rooney rule, which I'll kind of do a little bit of uh, explanation here. But essentially, Brian Flores... He's filed a uh, class action lawsuit against uh, a few of the teams in the NFL. And this is also a little bit of black history news. He started right at the top of February, which I love for him on that part. Um, but it's going to be going through Manhattan Federal Court. Um, let's see. Um, I do like the quote that he has here in the statement that he put up. Um he says, God has God had gifted me with a special talent to coach the game of football, but the need for change is bigger than my personal goals, which I believe he probably meant personal goals. Um, this is a personal statement he made. Um, in making the decision to file the complaint, I understand that I may be risking coaching the game that I love and that has done so much for my family and me. My sincere hope is that standing up against um, system racism, which I meant systematic racism, and the NFL, others will join me to ensure positive change is made for generations to come. Um, so essentially, essentially, the situation is he was fired from uh, the Dolphins, which was a situation that was kind of sussy, uh, which we will get to, but um, he was applying, or he was in an interview process for the Giants, and in the process, several weeks, though, before the, or at least before the interview even happened, Bill Belichick, someone he had, uh, was a part of the coaching staff beforehand, um, he had told him congratulations on getting the job. 
And he's like, well, that's weird. You know, I haven't even, you know, done it. But, I mean, at this point, he kind of now is doing the math and understands that, oh, shit, I'm about to interview for nothing. Because he kind of, you know, realizes there's another Brian involved that eventually does wind up getting the job, which is Brian DeBall. Essentially, now, he is now interviewing in this process, and he's a part of what I mentioned earlier was the Rooney role. Essentially, they needed to have two minorities, two minority candidates involved in the interview hiring process to say, hey, you are trying to hire non-whites into the coaching staff because we're in a situation where pretty much all the athletes that you have in your game are black, but all of the staff is white. Uh, I believe currently now there is one lone black quarterback who is... the under the Steelers. Uh, I should know his name, but I, my defense is I'm a Bengals fan, quote unquote. There you go. <laughs> That's my reason for the season on not knowing this, his name. But um, yeah, he, there's only like one now. Um, Brian Flores was a quarterback or was a coach for the um, Dolphins, but he was fired after, um, I mean, it was still a losing season, but I mean, he had made improvements. But essentially, I believe Stephen Ross, who is the owner, had more or less said, hey, I'll pay you $100,000 per loss if you just tank this season. Um, And essentially to try to get a better draft pick situation going. And I mean, of course, you know, as someone who's trying to have a winning season, trying to make the best career for himself, he said, fuck that. And you know, actually went on some win streaks, but um, it didn't amount to a winning season enough to change things, and he wound up getting fired for that. Whereas, I'm sure if you put another quarterback of a different, you know, I mean, I'm just going to say a different skin tone, that wouldn't have happened. Um, and don't get me wrong, I understand that the nature of football, sports, um, coaching, all this shit is high ceiling, high competitive, it's very cutthroat. I get that. Um... You know, but at the end of the day here, there are things that are very blatant. It's very on its face. It's very black and white. These people have chosen to be like, look, we're going to play by the rules here. We're going to get some guys here, get a couple of candidates, because obviously Brian Flores wasn't the only black candidate in the running. But um, he more or less had to just participate in this. Because I'm sure a lot of people were like, well, if you knew in advance, then why don't you just pull out early? Why don't you just say, fuck it, I don't even be a part of this? Because then that looks bad. Because the Giants definitely came out here and said, oh, we held out here. We had him as a candidate. He was a top candidate choice until the 11th hour. But we just wound up going with the best candidate for the job. Bullshit. Fuck that. I just, I'm sorry. This is where I obviously put my stank on it. I just don't believe it. Like, that's just bullshit to me. Um, But we'll keep you posted here. Um, Also, the Dolphins have come out and said, hey, we don't, like, support this we disagree with these statements yada 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 bullshit um so we'll see um how the uh class action lawsuit goes i would definitely be posted you know with whatever i wind up hearing um lastly uh this is the point five part i wanted to touch on a little bit of the olympics they got started um so the winter olympics are going down um in beijing <coughs> excuse me um, a couple interesting things. I don't really have a source here. I'm just kind of freestyling on this on this bit here. But um, I do find it interesting just because I'm not a huge Olympic nerd guy or whatever. Um, but the Olympics this year have kind of been um, have been colored with a little bit of extra flavor in terms of the situation of COVID. 
Um, naturally, with Japan, that was an issue. Um, but China has really upped the ante with their zero tolerance policy in terms of COVID. So, which is it's crazy. Like a zero COVID policy is very intense. Um, but essentially, the whole setup of the Olympics has been so regimented prior to even people getting into the Olympic um, ring, the stadium. Um, you know, just having a zero COVID policy of just like, hey, if we notice someone got COVID here, we're going to trace all of it and make sure everyone who is contacted this person is isolated. Um, I mean, overall, China, I believe, is under 5,000 in, in like reported cases since COVID has um, become a thing. I don't know, don't quote me on that, but I believe they have a very low number as opposed to our like 900,000. Um, but essentially... They've been really sticking to the script, and I mean, this is kind of part of the reason why, because they are having the Olympics, and they want to make sure and show, hey, look, we are doing such a good job here, maintaining, keeping everyone safe, and having a good Olympics. Um, ratings, though, have been low, um, in terms of just people watching, in terms of ads, like, and stuff, like, um, I haven't seen as much ads in terms of commercial rollouts and things of that nature now granted I, w I have been on twitch and or not twitch um twitter and i have seen some things like little generic ads but like not so much in terms of like the coca-cola the brands and stuff stepping up um and that's a little bit to do with in terms of like the human rights uh violations that you know people have launched against china um there's the peng shui stuff that I, we've talked about um, there's also, um, the Muslim Uyghur minority, like minority, um, in China that has been, you know, suppressed and, you know, put into, you know, labor camps, things of that nature. Um, naturally China doesn't want to really want to talk about those things. They don't want those things to be a highlight. Um, and the Olympics is kind of one of those murky kind of hotbeds where people want to talk. People want to voice their you know opinions and talk about struggles and talk about problems and china was been quick to be like nah that's not happening not this year don't even think about it um on top of the zero covid so i mean just a lot going on um as well as just the general competition and love of the game and love of the world sports um so yeah just wanted to say we talked about it um if anything pops up or pops off i'll hopefully try to get it in there um in terms of them in their COVID enforcement, it has been pretty good, I think. People have gotten COVID, um, but essentially they have been, you know, put into um, isolation. Um, I believe it's isolation and quarantine. I was getting confused. What's what? Who's who? Fauci, let me know. Um, but yeah, um, it's going good. It's happening. It's, 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 it's a thing. Olympics are happening here now. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks for tuning in. That's all I got. Um, still time, I got a Patreon, that's, uh, patreon.com slash Isaiah Nudes, if you want, not nudes, Isaiah News, let me, let me be clear, um, I'm done with that life, <laughs> um, but, uh, if you want to throw me five bucks, you can get on the Discord, I'll give you a shout out, all that fun shit, uh, follow me on all the fun stuff, the Instagram, the, uh, Twitter, the, you know, all that stuff, I'm there, you can get to know me, um, Let's see, the Gmail is IsaiahNews1. Um, so, yeah, um, all that fun stuff. I hope you have a great week. I um, hope you stay warm. It's still nippy out here. It's warming up a little bit, though. That, that snow hopefully is thawing. I haven't been outside yet, but um, hopefully it's a little bit better. I want to get me a little treat today, though, hopefully. Hopefully. Wish me luck. 
Um, but yeah, hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. Thanks for tuning in. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.